0: Coffee.
1: I don't, I don't get it. Hello, everybody.
0: Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday.
1: We It's Sunday here in podcast land. Welcome to I Don't Get It, a contemporary dance podcast uh, set in Edmonton. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Fonda. Um,
1: and what did we see this uh, week, Fonda? What are we talking about today?
0: So today we're going to talk about the latest piece by Jake W. Hasty, in collaboration with Toy Guns Dance Theater. Uh, it was titled Fortuitous Endings, What to Do When You Wake Up Drunk in a Barbecue Cover in Your Neighbor's Backyard.
1: Toy Guns and, and I guess Jake are love their, their elongated titles of show names. Yes,
0: yeah. One of the last shows that we saw of them of theirs at the fringe was titled propylene glycol maltodextrin something else and other words I don't understand like love. Damn. So yeah newspaper editors love them. Oh, <laughs> yeah this one weird trick
1: yeah it was, it was presented as part of the Canoe Theatre Festival which is mm-hmm. a, a festival that in Edmonton about challenging and uh, boundary pushing uh, theatre I guess for, for lack of a better term sort of experimental ideas mm-hmm. um, yes,
0: Yeah. and full disclosure I did work media relations on the Canoe Festival so we there just want to get that out of the. Way, but we also did want to talk about this show because Toy Guns uh, and this company has been getting a lot of interesting buzz yeah, uh, in they, the dance and theater community. Yeah, they
1: had a huge, uh, a huge fringe uh, success. I guess they mm-hmm. toured the fringe circuit this summer and uh, took two of their shows to the Edmonton Fringe, and both of them got held over and sort of got these huge audiences and and tons of acclaim, which is pretty rare for for dance at the Fringe. I think yeah. to get such mm-hmm. a huge response. They
0: had and and mainstream <clears throat> response. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of people who never go and see dance who went and saw these shows. Um, it, was and it
1: the title? Was it <laughs> I so know. many words in a title? Just well, like, well, also,
0: they had some pretty good guerrilla marketing techniques, like dancers um Mark, like, hand-billing, pretty much naked, but just, like, covered in pillows. Right, because <laughs> one of
1: the shows involved, like, 300 pillows or something like that, mm-hmm. which is also a great hook. Is it's like, I want to see the show with 300 pillows in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the shows, the, I saw both of them at the Fringe. The shows were fun. But let's talk about fortuitous endings a yeah, little bit.
1: Sure. Um so, uh what, what how what did we see, Fonda? How would you describe Fortuitous Endings um to, to someone who hadn't seen it?
0: Okay, so overall, um it was a f- full length two act dance show. Um and it was there was there was a lot of um uh, scenes and sort of vignettes uh, based around relationships. Um, it seemed like if if I were to say there was an arc at all to the show, it's just like sort of the progression of what a relationship is. And there were different relationships on stage as well. Um, and I think that one of the most interesting ones, at least that I got the most entertainment out of, was the relationship between uh, Christine Lijak and, what was his name, uh, Corey Christensen. And mm-hmm. they were two of the... Um, senior performers on stage Um, and more uh, definitely more theatrical they weren't really dancers per se in the show right but Mm. they sort
1: of like uh, a lot of they I feel like they sort of facilitated a lot of a lot Mm. of the scenes they were in a lot of the moments they were in whether they were sort of like anchoring characters or sort of doing other things on stage Um, one thing uh, I've noticed I guess in the, the toy gun shows I've seen is there's often a lot happening on stage there so uh there, there will almost always be something paired with the dance unless it's a, a large group number there'll be so in in one case that's coming to mind here um christine and and cory were one of them was sort of making a uh, a balloon animal and another one was folding a paper crane while people were dancing all around them mm-hmm. so so often in there's uh in what i've seen of toy gun shows there's sort of like an anchoring image and something happening around it as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, did you have any thoughts on on the actual dancing in the show? Um,
1: yeah, it was. Um, what's What's interesting is I feel like, um, especially in in this show, it was sort of a, in my mind, it was like a parade of of, of fun surrealism. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I mean surrealism in like the actual like 1920s, sort of like (laughs) in Paris, uh, Salvador Dalí sense of surrealism, a lot of Mm -hmm. odd things paired together that don't necessarily uh, go together. Um, so, so there would be dance and then, um, there would be sort of these things happening on stage, a watermelon getting cut up by a samurai sword,
0: Um, (laughs) which is terrifying to watch as an audience member. All you think uh, is like, oh dear, there's sharp things on stage. (laughs) Somebody's
1: fingers, somebody's fingers. Um, but, but there were a lot of things like that. There were a lot of sort of like theatrical things that would be happening, Mm -hmm. um, or, or very, um, big visual spectacle things that would be happening. Um, and then there would also be the dance. Mm-hmm. I feel like um it was uh, it was always sort of it, maybe the through line to hang the show on was the dance. Um, uh, in terms of the movement, um it was sort of uh, oh God, how would I describe it um as a non-dancing dude?, there uh, were some spins. there was some spins, um, there was some, uh, some jumps. there was some running.
0: It was all really big. All yeah, of the movement yeah. that mm-hmm. happened was 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 huge. um even if it was even the choreography itself kind of um. I guess I could say maybe it's sort of conventional jazz lyrical style sure, like yeah. lots of big jetés and spins and throws like dancers jumping on each mm-hmm. other and leaps and um all the movement was just like really really uh intense and and high up and there were some great um There were some great uh, vignettes that were were really intensely uh, based in the movement. Um, One that sticks out for me is when uh, the entire cast, uh, with the exception of Rochelle Thorison, is uh, waiting in the wings with their Mm -hmm. hands right at the edge of the wing. Mm -hmm. And then Rochelle starts leaping and jumping against all of their hands and they push her back onto the stage. And it was uh, was a really great moment, like nice, unique, uh, a unique scene really, because you kind of see this dancer throwing herself into the wing and then getting tossed back <laughs> and even just the
1: visual of seeing so many hands just like mm-hmm. outstretched waiting for, for a person to jump into them is sort of a neat uh, a neat visual um, to yeah. see. And mm-hmm. just like you know what's going to happen, but it's sort of satisfying to see it go through those motions.
0: Yeah, and it was really nice uh, to see Krista Posniak in the show oh, yeah. as well. She's uh, she's a great mover. She had some, a couple nice solo pieces as well mm-hmm. uh, that I thought uh, stood out for me.
1: But I guess uh, a lot of the things that stood out for me, and I don't mean this as a slight to the dance, but were sort of the bigger spectacle moments were some of the um, some of the things like a, like a person jumping into it or a, water, a watermelon getting cut up. Mm-hmm. Um, those were some of the things that I feel like if I was telling someone about this Toy Ganshu, uh they would be the things I would bring up first. Like they're sort of the hooks mm-hmm. of the show is to be like, and then you watch someone cut a watermelon in half and then you watch, uh, you know, uh, someone put gum in a shoe, like chew an entire pack of gum and <laughs> and put it in someone's shoe.
0: That was Krista. I have that was the that was the gross out moment of the show. Um was when she chews this entire pack of gum and then spits it out into I think it was Robert Halley's shoe. Um and then he put the shoe back on. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It was um, nasty. So
1: so how would you say um if, if we have this through line of maybe um Uh, uh, ruminations on relationships and sort of the trials and tribulations of that. How do you think um, this show conveyed that? Like, how do you... how effective do you think some of these these ways were of approaching these ideas mm-hmm.
0: well conveyed is kind of a neat word to use because I often when I was trying to de- think about how to describe the show is that I felt like we were watching a bunch of things that were put on a conveyor belt straight out of Jake's subconscious and it was mm-hmm. just like you know it's like watching an airport and all those all these belts going by with like people and scenes and what they're doing so I don't I I have to say I don't think that it had um, a through line that I could really grab onto mm-hmm. I just just knew that it was about relationships and about the way that people were.
1: Right. This sort you of know. parade of imagery.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that um, I think that there was there was a lot to say, um, and they kept saying the same things sort of over and over again. Okay. Too.
1: Um,
0: I did feel you know it got it got a bit repetitive, and the show the show was a longer show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was an intermission. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Overall, like, two full hours. Um, and, yeah, I don't know that it needed to actually to be that long because it mm-hmm. felt like I started, I got it pretty easily, right. you know?
1: Yeah, and I think maybe um, in terms of, of, of the length, um, when we are sort of seeing these, like, spectacles and, and these sort of, like, what felt like vignettes a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's sort of like, do we... Yeah, it's there's not necessarily that huge arc to it. So mm-hmm. um, to come back from inter- an intermission and just see sort of more of those, even if, you know, it sort of then just like sinks or swims on, on the value of that particular bit, mm-hmm. you know, that particular scene. So I think some of the ones um, in the second... Part we're really interesting, um, if maybe a little long, like there's a part where everyone's sort of sitting in chairs, the whole cast is out, and one by one they go up to a microphone and sort of say something they really they really hate uh, mm-hmm. with, with people, and then call someone else and sort of do one of those like paper fortune teller things as a kid, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> what, uh, what color, like blue, red, yellow, and then you spell it out, and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, uh, and then the audience had sort of things under their seat—different colored mm-hmm. balls or, or stuffed animals—that uh, they would throw, they would huck at the corresponding person. Yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody got to throw something at someone on stage at right. some
1: point, which is which is very satisfying to do. Let me tell mm-hmm. you. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, it was sort of maybe a a, a really funny bit, but maybe uh, longer than, than uh, it could sustain itself. Like, again, once we get mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like the joy just of going going through those motions is great. But going mm-hmm. through the whole cast is also like, okay, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. And it was a large <laughs> cast, too. I think there were nine people in the full cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, which is also great in some ways Because uh, you see so many dance shows And pieces where there's a max of like I don't know four people or mm-hmm. something um, Unless it's
1: the ballet in which it's like 34 people Right
0: well yes mm-hmm. there's all, there's also That but one thing I think too To to, um, to point out About the Toy Guns shows is that uh, They use um, They use pretty uh, mainstream music In them and full songs In, in most cases Oh yeah yeah uh, And I think that that's one thing that sort of lends to The the well the real structure of the show is because they base all of these scenes sort of around a song right Um, and I think that in some ways you know um, we know so like so many contemporary dance groups use um, you know a composer so and it actually and so the music really fits what the dancer is trying to say and what they're trying to conceptualize on stage. Whereas I feel like this, the music informs the dance way more.
1: Right. I would, uh, I would say like, I would, and to a certain extent, I would, I would defend that as a choice Um, Mm -hmm. in the sense of um, if you are approaching something that's maybe a little more abstract, um, having a song that already has sort of an emotional resonance for -hmm. for a potential audience is a, is a good way of anchoring them in sort of, or giving them the emotion you're, you're trying to express is sort of, this is what we're feeling. And now we're going to show it. Um, but the heavy lifting's almost on the song at that point. And then you can yeah. be free to sort of just explore the dance or, or the bit or, you know, the scene. Yeah, that's um, a
0: really good point. And it lends to the, it lends to that whole accessibility thing mm-hmm. of why, why there are audiences that go see these toy gunsters and that really like them, um, that don't, like other dance or, that sure, don't or don't go see other dance yeah I
1: feel like accessibility can sometimes get a bit of a like a dirty word a <laughs> can be rap. a bit of a dirty yeah. word I um, mean I don't think there's anything in inherently wrong with being accessible you are you do want people to see your art mm-hmm. um, I would say in the terms just to jump back to the music a bit um, when you are doing a full song then you're trapped by the length of that song as well yeah. you have to sort of see it through it's hard to transition out of a uh, out of a song. Although one more uh, thing on the music is that um, occasionally uh, moments in the show would be scored and punctuated by a live musician. Uh, Must be Tuesday. Oh yes, yes. Um, who I was, I was a big fan of. I thought uh, their their musical uh, approach were these sort of funny, witty songs that reminded me of of Jeff Burner. Uh, uh, except sort of focused on relationships rather than politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, um, Google, yeah.
1: Google Jeff Burner if you don't know who he is. He's wonderful. Yeah, but
0: also Google part. Must Be Tuesday because yeah. that was a great performance. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed uh, what they added to the show.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So sorry, we were talking about accessibility and, and, and thoughts on that.
0: Right. Right. And I think that that you know you say um, some people think accessibility is a little bit of a dirty word, or right. at least it gets kind of treated that way sometimes in the in the high art mm. community. Um, and I yeah, I think that it is important to uh, find ways to meet a new audience on on a on a bass level and, uh, yeah, using, you know, some kind of, like, songs that they hear on the radio. Sometimes this is a way in. Um, and there right. was, there, there were um, a, a really good mix of songs in, in this, too. Like, I, like, Go-Go sure, was yeah, in yeah. there. There was, like, some, there was also some opera. Um, so, you know, I mean, it wasn't all, I guess. We're not
1: talking totally top 40. But, yeah, um, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think, um I think one thing is, if uh, one thing I like about uh, what Toy Guns does is the idea of they, um, you know, this could be someone's entry point into dance, you know, if they see this show, um, which is labeled as a dance show. Um, mm-hmm. Jake isn't afraid of calling it dance. He calls it dance theater, but the word dance is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what that, that can lend itself to is is people then taking a risk on other dance.
0: Yeah. You know, I
1: feel like if even if this is an entry point at the fringe, they see the show, they really love it. And then they see some other... Um, you know, a dance advertised later in the year. I think they they might be more receptive to that in terms of a podcast called I don't get it, and we're talking about you know uh, trying to explore the, this medium. I feel like um, Toy Guns has sort of positioned itself nicely as sort of an entry point for people, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're aren't, they aren't taking their own risks, but yeah. I think there's sort of mm-hmm. um, that's where they've they've sort of found themselves through the ideas they're exploring.
0: Yeah, and in all honestly i mean they're a young company they've yeah. just started out um jake is a jake is a young guy and i think that um there's a lot of growth that that they're seeing that even to, even between this show and what i saw at the fringe mm-hmm. there are things that that have changed and i think that you know they're going to keep growing and and that kind of thing and i think that their audience will with them too hopefully. yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yeah i think uh, at, at the very least based on you know if they come back to the fringe they have all of the amazing sort of uh uh, institutional memory of, of last time to sort of draw on and, and yeah, try something you know they can take risks because they've had these successes already.
0: Well and they've become notorious uh, for their use of props and things in the shows. I mean oh, there, yeah, was there was, the, was, three, sand in there this was one. the 300 pillows there was a few hundred pounds of sand in this show yeah. at the very end. I don't know that it needed to be there I don't okay. know what it was you know I was just like oh okay all, it, all I can think of is a huge headache for a stage manager.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm sure, I'm sure it, it was. Yeah, it was sort of like, uh, without giving anything away, I guess it was sort of this ending image where everyone was sort of, um, one by one, the cast came out and did different things. A TV was wheeled out and then video mm-hmm. games were turned on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, again, sort of this big... Spectacle moment of mm-hmm. just, and then someone was pouring sand and then lay down on it like they were at the beach you know, mm-hmm. on a towel.
0: Yeah, what I thought was happening is that they all looked like they were setting up their own kind of like private rooms in an apartment, really. Sure, yeah. Like, cause there was like someone sitting in front of a coffee maker, someone kind of working out, someone making mm-hmm. a smoothie, um, that kind of stuff. And then Rochelle is pouring all of the sand right in the middle. <laughs> and yeah, it was just, um, it was. It was interesting, but it didn't. Yeah, it at, at the end, you know, I was kind of like, oh, okay, they're uh, all they're all by themselves,
1: right? Yeah. Well, well, that's for me. That's what it was. It was sort of like if this is this if, if this has all been sort of meditations on love and relationships and that this is sort of one of the the few moments in the, the show which was really just about the person in their own world. Mm-hmm. Sort of an alone together sort of thing. But it was like, yeah. for me, it felt like what you do after a relationship. It was just like, someone's launching into video games. Someone's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. working out. Someone is making smoothies. Someone's going on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all things you do when you're alone.
0: Yeah, and actually, and it did really... Um, that it really did resonate in that way because they mm-hmm. all did feel really alone and isolated, even though they were all on stage together with right. a whole bunch of stuff,
1: yeah, so um, much sense,
0: yeah. so that was um that was fortuitous endings, and yeah. We we look forward to kind of what's what's coming up next for Toy Guns. They're kind of all over the place. There's yeah. apparently there's going to be a picture book coming out. Yeah and- <laughs> yeah, Jay Kasey's
1: doing a, a some sort of uh, adult picture book with photography by Mark Shalafu, uh, who's done a lot of dance photography. Who's great?
0: He's probably he's one of the coolest dance photo guys in the city, I think. Cool. Um, All right. So, uh, okay. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming up, and I'm going to just raise a little bit of a beef um, here. Buckle up,
1: mother effort.
0: Because um, the dance community is not very good at, um, I don't know, staggering their shows. (laughs) We have one huge weekend on February 20th and 21st where three like, the largest three dance companies in Edmonton right? all have shows.
1: So so starting off, we have uh, a Mile Zero salon called Without Borders uh, happening at the DC3 uh, Art Projects. That's February 20th and
0: 21st. Also on February 20th and 21st, the Brian Webb Dance Company is presenting company Marie Chouinard at the Tim Center. Uh, I'm very excited to see that show. And
1: also on February 20th and 21st, Alberta Ballet is doing a, a remount of Fumbling Towards Ecstasy, which is the Sarah McLaughlin Ballet. So yeah. if you, you want to see beautiful line work to uh, In the Arms of the Angel, uh, that's, that's <laughs> the place to be.
0: Yeah. um and following up on that with the next weekend is city ballet they're uh continuing their mosaic series with one called vocal beat and that's on February 28th and March 1st um yeah so that's all the stuff that's coming up in dance maybe um next year you guys can all collaborate a little Just, uh, bit and really plot things out because God knows we're not actually gonna be able to see it all
1: it's it's literally <laughs> there's three shows in two days it's uh, probably playing at the same time it's very unlikely it's possible yeah. to see all Three. Yeah, they all but some the people theater. might want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Some people like dance reviewers maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perhaps. Great. Well. All
0: right. Well, um yeah, thanks everyone. Go see some dance uh cuz there's lots. Bye-bye. I Don't Get It is a podcast produced by Paul Linna, Fonda Mithrush and Andrew Paul.
1: It was recorded in a blanket fort in the Tall House on Alberta Avenue in Edmonton, Alberta.
0: Our website is idontgetitdance.com. You can follow us on Twitter at idontgetitdance, and you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.
1: Our theme song is Mountain Time by Ghibli. Follow his music and check him out at ghibli.bandcamp.com. Sit here thinking.